How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the victory and the disciples say, Master, the victory you cast is with that way. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he put the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said and God saw. And God said and God saw. And God said let there be light and there was light. And God said let the sea come and the sea came. So in the faith oppression, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanase Pukusakodia is an end time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. The key of David. Hallelujah. Amen. The key of David. But, to some people, it will be a decoration. Some, it will add some decoration to the things in their room. Without faith, you just receive a decoration. The things we are talking about, it can only take effect when you believe it. Today, I want to talk to you about one missing ingredient of faith that you will need to activate the key of faith. It is called confidence. Confidence. It's one of the missing ingredients of faith. Hallelujah. Confidence. Amen. Also, for everything God promised you, it is delivered to you by faith. Every promise of the Bible, it is not because God said it's going to come automatically. It is delivered to your hands by faith. So, do you believe that thing we are talking about? Do you believe in Isaiah chapter 22 verse 22? In the New Living Translation, do you believe it? He said, I will give him the key of the house of David. But for practical demonstration, no scripture is of a private interpretation. No scripture is of a private application. Hallelujah. No scripture is of a private interpretation. I will give unto him the key of the house of David. The highest position in the royal court. So your position has changed. But do you believe? If you don't believe, you will not apply. I say, if you don't believe, you will not apply. It is the believing that led you to the application. If I may but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And he went ahead and applied. So if you don't believe the key of David, 
Compare with anointing of ease to change your destiny. Nothing will change. Okay. There is no sense that we have gone to wedding and the reception drink is finished. And we have to run to Kakakola depot and buy reception. And one prophet came and said, fetch water into the bottles. And they were stupid enough to obey. Which also in our generation will do that? They were stupid enough. So until you become a fool for Christ, you are on your own. He has taken the foolish things of this world and used it to confound the wise. I pray that you will not mix the impartation of the key of David combined with anointing of ease because those who believe and apply, it shall not be long. Between now and December, you will be a sign and a wonder. This key will give you divine assumption. I said, it gives you authority to be a sign. What battle didn't David fight? <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible said Jesus appeared. Huh? He was called the son of David by the flesh. The son of David. That is what among the seven covenants in the Bible, David has one. It was sealed with salt. There is the Adamic covenant. There is the Abrahamic covenant. There is the Mosaic covenant. There is the Davidic covenant. The Adamic covenant is the covenant in the garden. There is a Noahic covenant. Covenant between God and Noah. It was sealed with rainbow. There is the Abrahamic covenant. It was sealed with circumcision. There is the Davidic covenant. It was sealed with salt. Haven't you noticed the Abrahamic covenant was sealed with circumcision? This is the talking of the covenant between me and you. Until a covenant is sealed, it is not in effect. Give me Second Chronicles. Chapter number 13, verse 5. Huh? Second Chronicles chapter 13, verse 5. Now, look at the way he established the kingdom. He said, ought, ought he not to know that the Lord God of Israel gave the, the kingdom of Israel to David forever. 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 Even to him and his sons by the covenant of salt. So, you cannot become a king of Israel without swearing David's swearing. Why the covenant of salt? Every day people are eating salt. The covenant is renewed. So that covenant can only be reversed when you stop eating salt. And look at what Jesus said. You are the salt of the world. Mysteries in the Bible. So when you have the key of David, you must understand. Ought he not to know? That the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom of Israel to David forever. Forever. If you come from that line, forever. If you come from that line, you were a potential king. If you decide to live like a pauper, it's your choice. Forever. So that key of David, your prosperity is forever. Amen. Your peace of mind is forever. Amen. You, 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 you don't need to write a will. You don't need to. By the time you are dying, your way, listen, if you by the time you are dying, your children are prosper more than you. Ah, Amen. Ah, Amen. Ah, Amen. 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 You ready to write away? <laughs> Don't worry yourself about your children. You so called say they are not doing well in school. Put them under covenant. Not everybody is eating from the things he learned. Mm. 
I went to school to learn construction and civil engineering. I'm here preaching. Put the children under covenant. It is stronger than any academics. Excellent. Put them at the richest people in the world. They are not the most, the most brightest people in school. They are not. We don't understand spirituality, so we are struggling for nothing. So, this is what was said about Jesus. How come he didn't go to school and he's speaking things like that? One day they sent the Pharisees and the Pharisees to go there. When they came back, they said, no man speak like this. They said, are you also deceived? He said, it's not deception. Even if you go there, you too, you'll be deceived. He said, no man speak like this. And the two people that the fisherman picked, they said that they took notice with them that they have been with Jesus. Impartation. Solitary is necessary for intimacy. You call they isolated themselves with Jesus. Something happened to them. Intimacy is necessary for impartation. So they were intimacy with Jesus Christ. They were impacted. And impartation is necessary for change. They changed their destiny. Their destiny was changed completely. Solitude is necessary for intimacy. Intimacy is necessary for impartation. If we were all sitting at home, God would have given it to us. Until you avail yourself, God will not come. Availability is crucial. Until you avail yourself. Don't look for change. Look for intimacy. Don't look for change. Don't put the cart before the horse. To become a standstill. Solitude is necessary for intimacy. Intimacy is necessary for impartation. Because, because they were intimate with Jesus Christ. Jesus never took a pair and said, okay, A, B, C, D. They didn't rub on them. Ah, the Bible said they took notice with them that they have been with Jesus. It was too strong. It was too strong. How can these people didn't know letters? Talk like this. They can stand before the side and say, judge for yourself. Ayakatapaya. Huh. Too much. Too much. Too much. Impartation brought change. 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 The first sermon of Peter is one three thousand souls. Is the one Jesus I'll give you the keys. He's the one Jesus I'll give you the keys. These keys you are carrying, your first appearance, you will shake in the territory where you are. The keys of the kingdom. He said, Your name is Simon, but you shall be called Peter. The Davidic key can change your name and your destiny. I told you this morning that when Isaac was blessing Jacob, he was giving him a key. He said, he told Israel, he said, I have made your brother Lord over you. I have handed the key to him. I can't take it back. Give you the keys of the kingdom. Yeah. This end time, this end time, there's another message I have to preach to you next week. Yeah. Wealth transfer. Wealth transfer. The wealth of the wicked is laid down for the righteous. Develop a good heart. Position yourself. You, if you don't believe I'm a prophet, watch this. God is going to take money from the wicked. He's going to bring it to the church. That is when they will see us going to church. They will be following us. The mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountain. It shall be exalted above the hill. And all nations shall flow into it. Isaiah chapter 2, Micah chapter 4. It is the only prophetic word that is repeated verbatim. No word was changed. And it shall come to pass in the last days. Are we in the last days? We are in the later part of the last days. That the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountain. It shall be exalted above the hills. 
Can you imagine? You are exalted above the hill. Your prosperity, they have never seen it before. Exalted above the hills. Exalted above the hills. Exalted above the hills. And exalted above the hills. And all nations are flowing to it. All nations are flowing to it. Look at what the unbelievers said in verse 17. Look at them. Then many people shall go and say, Come. Nobody's going for evangelism. Make them say, Come. And let us go up to the mountain of the Lord. Nobody's calling them. The sorceress and the occultic. Nobody's calling them. Come, let us go to the house of the Lord. And let us go to the mountain of the Lord. To the house of the God of Jacob. What will he do when they come? And he will teach us of his ways. They will come and learn the way we prosper. They will come and learn the way we are making it. They will come in the way simplicity of God's blessing with peace. They will teach us, except you don't believe the Bible. If you read all the books of the prophet, this is the only word that was repeated verbatim between two prophets on the thousands of years. God reminded them. All nations have said, come, let us go so that he teach us of his way and we will walk in his path for out of Zion shall go from the law and the word of the law from Jerusalem. Micah chapter 4, he repeatedly, if you like, go and study Bible history and check the years between Isaiah and Micah. But in the last day, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountain. It shall be exalted above the hill and all people shall flow into it. Different prophets in different I mean dispensation, they repeated it verbatim. So God repeated it in Micah. Micah is a minor prophet. Isaiah is a major prophet. Jesus. If you don't put your confidence in it, it will not work. Believe it. Go for it. No. Go. <laughs> Believe it. Some people, they never cast their confidence away. Elijah was praying for rain. Go and check whether the crowd is coming. Go first time, nothing. Second time, nothing. Third time, nothing. If me or you, we have given up. Yes, we have given up. Mm. Fifth time, nothing. You mean fifth anniversary? Sixth anniversary? Seventh anniversary? Before a crowd show up in a crowd, he says, enough. Confidence. Those people will not accept no for an answer. Ah. When we are going without the key of David, you will struggle. Too much wickedness. You need the key of authority. Too much wickedness. Blood-tested demons. The Lord told me, he said, coronavirus, some men are feasting. It was orchestrated by wicked men in high places. God is going to judge them very soon. Amen. They will be judged in generations after them. Amen. No, because the earth is the law. He that sits in heaven will laugh. If he cast your master, the devil down on earth, the master you are following, if he cast him down, what will he do to you? Where was the wickedness and the witches in Egypt when Moses went there? And God's time come. <laughs> I said, where were the sources and occultic when Moses entered? They did their enchantment challenge. One day they came and said, no, Pharaoh, we have been working for you for years. This one is the finger of God. So even the devil knows what is God's finger. God didn't show them his hand, holy finger. Just one finger. So by the time God stretches his hand, they are all dead. Ah, preaching. Hallelujah. One finger, they were afraid. They said, they saw a finger. They said, this is a finger of God. By the time God stretches his hand, they are dead. Don't wake up with the key of David in your hand and think about who is a witch in your house. 
No, there is no witch in my family that will look at me twice and leave. It's not possible. That you fly above my roof, God has not sent me. It's not possible. No, no, no. no it's a vivid realm. Where are all the witches in Mewtwo? Where are all the wizards that were staying here? The fetish priests, when we call the gods, they don't come. Where are they? If I appear, you must disappear. No, the light that follow me, light and darkness don't struggle. I say light and darkness don't struggle. In the kingdom of darkness, light is the master. You have, do you know why you are struggling? You have not brought out your light. I walk with the consciousness of divine presence. When you see me driving here, in my car, I'm not alone. When you see me walking around, I'm not alone. I know it. I don't need to see it. I believe it. I have confidence in it. It's so strong in my spirit. If you don't believe, God will not act. No. Confidence. It just starts now. 25th December, my little girl fell in a swimming pool. Died. My wife and family, oh, hey, get inside. No funeral here. This is many years ago. That girl is now 15 years. It was two years then. So 13 years back. Everybody get inside. Left hand, Lord, this from my testimony. Cool, he came back to life. I brought the video camera that the camera recorded for people to see it. People watch it. They made the power you saw it. This is not my testimony. You want me to continue the all night? No. How would I going to say it? Cool. That thing is called confidence. <laughs> Without that one, you will be shaking like a leaf. The devil will intimidate you. No confidence. That same little girl was born. They said you have to go and cut something. I said, no, nothing need to cut. No. You don't need to cut it. They say you can't talk. <laughs> what are you talking? This girl is going to be a preacher. No. He said, go and see special tomorrow. Let's go. I said, no. I'm a specialist. <laughs> I am a spe- Jesus is not a specialist. He's a journalist. If you understand my English, somebody is a truth a specialist. Most Jesus can handle all of them, including four days there. So this one is not. This one is not anything to talk about. You hear what I'm talking about? We never go to the hospital. I told my wife, nobody examine it. Nobody check what is under the tongue. He is talking. If you don't have confidence, they will intimidate you. You would rather go, they will cut something and destroy the child. I knew it. If there was something to cut, God would have told me before he was born. Jesus Christ. That's why I'm always in the presence of God. Listen, they said there should be any billionaire in your family. You have crossed the line. With the key of David in your hands, you have crossed the line. I say you have crossed that line or you have crossed it. They are about to see the first billionaire and no altar in which will date. If they date, they will confess that this is not a finger or this is a hand. To be too much. Confidence. Confidence. You are holding your key with confidence. You are putting your neck with confidence. You are wearing your t-shirt with confidence. When you lift up your prayer, show confidence. You are not just doing trial and error. You believe that you believe. Abraham hope against hope. It means that his confidence was not shaking. Everything was dead. His turbans dead. Father's womb dead. Romans chapter 4 verse 17. Everything was dead. But the guy's confidence in God will never shake him. He became the father of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Huh? 
As it is written, I've made you the father of many nations before whom he may believe, even God, who quickened the dead. So whatever is dead, God can quicken it. And call it those things will be not as though they were. The Bible says in verse number 18 that who again so believe in hope. Now look at the New Living Translation. You will like it. It's not a word. The New Living Translation says, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept on hoping. If you are somebody who give up in the kingdom, you don't have a place. If you are somebody who cannot stand a trial, you don't have a place. Are you getting what I'm talking about? We, they have thrown our things outside. We were worshiping in the street. I was still talking about city. Confident. Abraham hope against hope. It means that, no, 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 no. This God, he cannot fail. Yeah? He has confidence in God so much that he was going to sacrifice his son. Do you know why you cannot give sacrifice? Now, there are levels of giving. There's something called God loves a cheerful giver. Huh? <laughs> you come here, okay, huh? uh, okay, there's an offering. You check it, ah, this 50 crore. And my mom and sister, then you give 10. <laughs> then you go, cheerful giver. Nobody fight you. Huh? That is another one. There's another one called sacrifice. That one, God waited for all your children is gone. He sacked his men from the house. He put him in a place that he's going to die. They say, go and kill Isaac. You are not killing Isaac with Ishmael in there. Ishmael is gone. Because if you kill, if Ishmael is there, you are killing Isaac, you still have some confidence. God will make sure you have nothing to hang. So if you have never closed your bank account, you are not in sacrifice. You are not there. Hallelujah. You are not. Many of the people in the kingdom of God, the reason why they are crippled in prosperity is that they have not passed the test of sacrifice. When Abraham tried to kill Isaac, God swear. God doesn't trust you until you pass the giving test. The one he commands. He tried me several times. I'm telling you. One of the giving tests I get, I pass. That today I'm giving cars to people as a gift. It's when being in power, take your car, your wife's car, give it to me. Audibly. You can't say you don't hear. You are a prophet. You have been mentioning people's name. So what about that voice that makes you hear people's name? So you can't lie. When I bind the voice, then also, okay, it's the voice that makes you hear. They say, who is this person called Vicky? If you say you have not heard me, you will hear me again. Okay, well, get right your car, give it to me. Kaki, as if you are going to take something, two of them, preach your kakaka offering, pa. And you took a, a taxi home. BMW, seven series, five series. Mercedes Benz, E class, both. This is over 15 years ago. Whilst the earth remain. I did that. We were going home. Everybody depressed. David called that cedar is in Psalm 126, verse 5. If you have not done that one, you have not still passed the giving test. They that sow in tears, they will reap in joy. There is a seed you sow, you can't sleep. Abraham said, If I kill him, I know God will raise him up. And he put a cutlass. He about to cut. If God didn't say, Hey, Abraham, he could have cut off the boy's head. God swear. If you don't pass the giving test, you do you know the dangers of that. You live hand to mouth. Hand to mouth. You will not live. You will survive. Several times. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to preach in the church. Drove there. I mean, these people were there. Seven cities. They don't say, give the car to the pastor. Give it to the pastor. <laughs> now, for you to know, it's not a matter of less close. He said it three times. I said, okay. Yeah, I can be preaching like this. I'm communicating with God. Okay, Lord, no problem. I'll give it. After church, no, give it now. Can change your mind. <laughs> I was preaching like this. Okay, where is the car key? Also, God bless you. 
the car there and came back in a passenger car. With that confidence, you can't break through. If God tests you and realizes that if he gives you money, you worship the money, he will put a limit on it. Do you know what Pastor said? He said, you give you the one that you can survive. Small, small, small. But to be a kingdom treasure, you must pass the test. Because money is the Jesus of Lucifer. You cannot serve two masters. Which one of them? He said, you can't serve both God and money. So, the platform where God stands, money can stand on one side. When you mix it, you are here. When you mix it, you are here. So, you either have money or money have you. Did you hear what I said? You either have money or money have you. When you have money, you use it according to the way God said you it. When money have you, you hold it. It means that money controls you. There are people, when they see money in the account, they are fine. When they see the account is coming down, they are depressed. It means that money is controlling them. I see you break through. That is, money has trapped many people in the kingdom. Many. Some have committed fornication because of money. Some have committed adultery because of money. Some have used their ways to secure a job and they have to use their ways to preserve it. Your boss that look like a dog, you'll be sleeping with you left and right. Left and right. But when God opens it, no one can touch it. No. We have to pass the giving test because when I finish preaching the message, word transfer. No, how does God transfer wealth? How? You either get it before or after. Now listen. In Abraham's case, she has to pass the test of killing Isaac before God gave him the wealth and swear. Now he swear the wealth on his generation. When they were to stay in Egypt, they labor for the Egyptian for 400 years. All the 400 years of wealth, gold, diamond, God gave it to one generation. When they were exiting Egypt, God said, go and borrow from them. How do you learn things to people who are going and not come back? He said, I will give you favor. So the word transfer that is coming to the kingdom now, it will come by favor. Not hard working. Not hard working. Not hard working. Not skillfulness. It will come by what? Favor. It will come by what? Favor. You don't know what you are doing, but you will be prospering. He said, go and borrow from them. And the Bible used where they spoil the Egyptians. So by the time they were even Egypt, Egypt was broke. God transferred them that one day and gave it to their hand. But do you know, it was a reason. When they go to the tabernacle at the wilderness, you wanted to build a tabernacle. It was a prototype. He said, Moses, the party you saw in heaven built the same thing. So Moses wants to see a blueprint. That's why he saw. He went there 40 days and 49 and stayed with God on the mountain. What he saw, he said, come and repeat it. With dimensions. And he said, now, bring me offering. He's now testing them. They pass. Because the Bible said, they gave unto Moses, stop them. They gave unto Moses, they brought gold, they brought diamond, they brought everything. You must confidently pass the giving test. Particularly the one you hear God. Sowing in tears. Sowing in tears. Based on confidence. The most dangerous people in the kingdom are people who say, when God bless me, I will support. You are out. Some people come to be prophet. Uh, I'm expecting something. And I'm pledging to God. Uh, the thing is three million. If God come, tell him, uh, I'll give three million. I know it won't work. I know it. It is not even the principle that will not work about your heart. Mm. God knows you are not a giver. 
When the money comes, your mind can change. Because you have to be faithful in little before God can give you big. God can trust the one who used to have 10 CDs and give God five. And God can trust the one who used to have 10,000 and give God 5,000. When he pledged to God, when you give me three million, I'll give you five. God can trust. But you, that has never done it before. Number two. Number two. The money that you are so-called claiming you are waiting to have and give, God is the one that will give it to you. What did you have that you did not receive? So you cannot intimidate God with giving. No. Anytime you are giving to God, get this in mind. You are only bringing it to him to multiply and bring it back. That's the principle. That is why I say, he that gives bountifully will receive bountifully. So, so for, if I take this money and I give it to God, I am not trying to give, nobody can support God. Don't ever mistake yourself to be a sponsor. You cannot sponsor the kingdom. You cannot sponsor the kingdom. Why? Because God's project is according to God's size. You are too small. I say you are too small to sponsor God. He said, if I'm hungry, will I tell you? So anytime we give it to him, he established one principle after Noah. He said, whilst the earth remain, look at the way he started. <laughs> he said, summer and winter, cold and heat, cuddle, day and night. Then he says, see time. It means that the way the day cannot stop the night from coming and the night cannot stop the day. We are not getting to around one o'clock. By six o'clock, you see the darkness has started appearing. By seven, it's dark. All lights are going to come on. There is no way the day will say, night, I won't let you come. No, it's not possible. It's not possible. God said, the way the night cannot stop the day, and the way winter cannot stop summer, when you sow, nothing can stop the harvest. It's as simple as that. When you look at it to your spirit, you'll be a giver. When you cut a revelation about it, you can give everything to God and sit back, and God will suck you with the harvest. One day I was struggling to give something to God. The way God came down is just funny. He said, son, I said, oh no man, anything. Me that said, oh man, no anything, I will not owe you. Ah. It took me to another realm. It's one thing to read, that's another to hear God. He said, fresh and blood, you know, reveal this to you. He heard from God. Amen. No. That is why in the Bible, when the poor bring it, God doesn't give it back to the poor. That is why Jesus didn't take the widow's mind. He said, mommy, I said, Jesus kept it in a basket because that is the only way that will change his destiny. That might, when he goes to heaven and heaven responds, next time you have might, you have some left at home. It's a principle. It's a principle. That is a principle how it works. This is it. No, it will keep multiplying for your generation. God gave Abraham, you see, there were two sides of Abraham the flesh. And the spirit. Isaac is the son of the promise. Ishmael is the son of the flesh. He's still blessed. God said, I have to bless Ishmael. That is why Dubai, Saudi Arabia, they are blessed. Because I have made a covenant. Everything that comes from your loins, I will bless it. Amen. That is why even Africa, if it's not our attitude, it is the richest continent. Have you seen your mobile phone? I don't know how they call it. But there is a device in this mobile phone the whole world, there's only one country who has is Congo. Congo is sitting on the wealth. Our problem is attitude. Any brain, abro, anybody. This is our problem. Why am I talking like this? 
On what side does the black people connect to Abraham? Keturah. So you can trace the black race. It started with Noah. Noah has a son called Cush. Media. You started to trace the black record. When Jesus Christ was suffering carrying his cross, it's black man that carried it to the mountain for him. We have a place. No soil is richer than African soil. You can plant cassava at your backyard to grow. Go and plant it in America. Nothing work. Sons of the promise. Isaac. Now, this is the way we, the Christians. So if I'm a Christian, I am connected to Abraham naturally through Keturah. Then spiritually, when I became born again, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Be made a curse for us. It is written, curses everyone that hang on the tree, that the blessings of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through Christ. Galatians 3.13. So as I'm standing here, I am a spiritual Jew. And because I'm a spiritual Jew, I am not supposed to be broke. No, I am pitying the white people who are jealous about the prosperity of the church because they haven't seen anything yet. What is coming here, some of them will collapse. That is why they will sit back and say, let us go to the house of the Lord and learn. Have confidence in the things I'm talking about. Believe the things I'm talking about. If you don't believe it, it will never work for you. The one that didn't believe Elijah's prophecy, he died for it. He said, tomorrow by this time, the final minister said, can this thing happen? He died and it happened. Unbelief can kill you. He said, eh, I will give you favor. God knows how to transfer the word. Whatever he did to the Egyptians, nobody saw it. He said, I will give you favor. Nobody saw how the favor went. And one said, wait. Now let me tell you something. Can you imagine God swaying in Akugu, America? They have taken us as slaves. Like the way the African-Americans are there. And God decided, I'm bringing you back to Ghana. Go to America and borrow. Which house will you go? I just give you the picture. You can imagine. Some of the Israelites, they know the richest people where they live in Egypt. They come to us and say, Ko, Ko, Who are you? You say, I'm a, I'm a Hebrew. Hey, go to your room and bring it. The woman will open and say, Please, you yourself go, whatever you like, pick it up. They were just picking the things. They were picking. When they finish, they say, is that, is that all the gold you have? Um, okay, left with the one I'm wearing. Ka, ka, give it to you. No, see. And Bible said, And they spoiled them. Bible means what he says so. For the Bible said they spoiled the Egyptians. It was big time. God told me something. He said, son, you don't have plan on your finances. Every financial blessing I give to you is according to my plan. So when you don't have God's plan on your finances, you are not part of the kingdom treasures. It means that you have to be a possessor of everything you have, but steward of nothing. You are waiting for divine instruction. It might not be an audible voice. It will come from inside. Do you know why you hear things from your inside? Because the Holy Ghost is inside you. So sometimes he can speak. He's the only one eh, who speaks. So sometimes eh, don't try to hear a voice from outside. It's inside. Huh? If the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwelleth in you. So the same Holy Ghost that had Jesus Christ. He's inside you. So listen to the inner voice. That is the Holy Ghost. He's sitting there. You will speak gentle. Most of the word of knowledge in the prophetic, some you pick it outside, but most times it's from inside. You can hear a word inside you. Somebody's called a fierce hurry. You hear it sound inside. When you mention it's the one. That's how the prophetic operate. 
Most time it's not from, especially you speak in tongues for a long time, then your spirit open, then it gets into the frequency of the Holy Ghost. No. Every frequency and the voice you hear. Every frequency. If I bring your radio station or your car and try to put into something called sick, it will come away, then you pick a voice, you pick a voice. The voice of CNN is not the same as the voice of BBC. They all work in different frequencies. In the midst of all the frequency, 99.7, 88.7, 99.1, God also has a frequency. 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3, call unto me and I will answer thee. So God has a frequency. Now listen, all of you who don't hear God well, you are not in a frequency. Now the frequency doesn't happen automatic. When I go, I go to buy a radio set and I put it there, it's not automatically going to catch a voice. I must make the effort to turn the tuning. As I'm telling, sometimes eh, if the tune is 88.7 and you get to 88.6, you will still hear the voice, but it will not be clear. It means that you are close to the frequency, but you are not within the frequency. So the fasting and the prayer, it puts you in the edge of the frequency. That is why I say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard a voice. The reason you heard a voice is that you was in the spirit. It means you was within the frequency. If you are not in the frequency, you can't hear the voice. You can't hear the voice. The cheapest way to walk in faith is to hear the voice of God. Because faith comes when you hear God speak. The reason why the thing didn't look sensible and the people still obey and act because they heard voice. You can't tell me to go and build a ship in Bogatanga and you say that that ship should carry two things of everything you have created. What about the Mahabo? Now, it doesn't make sense. It's not logic. If you are a logic thinker, you can't work with God because faith is beyond logic. Listen. Listen to one definition of faith. It is foolishness that will only prove to be sensible later on. But when it starts, do you know the reason why people didn't enter the Ark of Noah? Do you know why only eight people could see? It didn't make sense. It became a tourist attraction. If Noah built the Ark in Temahabo, everybody could have jumped. Because all their sensible mind tells them, every ship must be close to the sea. And the kind of size where you are building, if not even on top of the sea, you should be jacking things on the sea and building it. When you finish, you push it. But to build it at Borga, the question is, why are you going to get this thing into the sea? That details was not given to Noah. He said, I'm about to send rain. It means that you don't need a water. The water will go and carry it. But God will not give you that details. So there's another way you are mixing God. When we speak, he doesn't give details. You just have to obey. You just have to obey. He will not explain himself. That is why I say, you have to walk with me by faith. It's an expression of confidence in what God has said. And you are acting on it. Period. Give me the book of Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11. Let me show you something. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive what? Seed. Everybody says seed. Amen. Okay. Do you remember? Do you know why this scripture came? Do you know why? 
This scripture was given to us because of Genesis chapter 18 and verse number 12. I want to show you something here today. Let your spirit open. For a better clarification, let's read from verse number 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Mamel. And he sat in the tent of the door at the heat of the day. Huh? Watch this. God didn't, he appear. It means he didn't visit, he appeared. Now watch this. If you are in this room, eh, and all of you don't know me, how do you open it? And I, I just opened the door. I have appeared. It does not mean I came to you. It does not mean I came to you. I just appeared. Are you getting it? Now watch, watch the scripture. I want to show you something here. And he lift up his eyes and look. And lo, three men stood by him. Three men. So when he appeared, he saw three men. The Bible says he appeared, but he saw three men stood by him. Huh? And when he saw them, he ran to meet them. Three men. From the tent door and bow himself toward the ground. Abraham was a very spiritual man. Spiritual man. Those three men, one of them was gone. I'll show you. I'll prove it to you. Amen. Huh? And he said, my Lord, if now I have found favor in your sight, pass not away. I pray, I pray thee from, my, from thy servant. Watch this. Watch this. Look at God's attitude. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched and wash your feet and rest yourself under the tree. Because those days, uh, their summer heart were trees. So rest. The people were passing. Now watch this. And I will fetch a morsel of bread. It means I will let my wife go and bake bread and comfort ye your heart. After that, you shall pass on. For therefore, ye are come under your servant. And they said so. And they said, so do as thou hast said. So the people didn't force. Abraham invited them. For some reason, Abraham just think they were not natural people. For some reason. The Bible said they were men. You don't just invite bypasses to come to your home like that. But this one, so he's talking about the state of his heart. That's another one. Let's go. And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, make ready quickly three measures of fine meal and knead it and make cakes upon the half. Upon the half. And Abraham ran unto the head and fetched a calf tender and good and gave it unto a young man and hasted to dress it. <laughs> Sometimes a, a prophetic word will not come until you serve the career of the prophetic word. Okay. Isaac cannot release a prophetic word until you bring venison. This is what this generation hate. And he took a butter, a milk, and a calf, which he has dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree, and they did eat. So the people were eating. Abraham was just standing there and watching them whilst they were eating. Now, look at it. Look at this. And they said unto him, the moment they finished eating, they said unto him, Abraham has never introduced his wife up to point. They said unto him, where is Sarah your wife? They mentioned Sarah's name. And he said, behold, he's in a tent. Listen to them. And he said, look at the way they are talking. I will certainly return unto you according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah had it in the tent door which was behind him. 
So when the people were speaking, Sarah heard it. They gave Sarah's prophecy to his husband. And Sarah heard it. And look at Sarah's scene. And Abraham and Sarah were old as if we didn't know. And were stricken in age. And it ceases to be with Sarah after the man of woman. It means that he is in a long time menopause. It ceases to be a manner. Let me explain it to you in the King James Version, the New Living Translation. Abraham and Sarah were both very old by this time. And Sarah was long past the age of having children. It ceases. It means our cycles were not working. And biologically, if your cycle cut off, you cannot have a child. Because with that menstruation, you cannot have ovulation. Hello, me, Malige. That's all. With that menstruation, no ovulation. So it ceases to be with her. So the Bible is describing it. But there's a prophetic word from Angelic B. God himself is speaking. And Abraham and Sarah were very old. Now go to the next verse. Look at it. Look at it. And therefore Sarah laughed. <laughs> and therefore Sarah laughed. Now hear me. Therefore Sarah did what? Laugh. What is the demonstration of the laughter? Unbelief. That is why the Hebrew writer said, by faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed. But do you know it's not Sarah alone who laughed? Do you know that? Today you are going to hear a mystery. Do you know Abraham also laughed? Okay. Genesis chapter 17, verse 16. <laughs> you think it's Sarah alone who laughed? Genesis chapter 17, verse 16. And this is God said it. Go to verse number 15. Here go, here go, here go, here go. And God said to Abraham, who is talking to God? Who is talking to Abraham? As for Sarah, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name Sarah, but her name shall be called Sarah. And Sarah shall her name be here. Here go. I will bless her, and he shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. When God finished preaching, say, look at what Abraham, and Abraham fell down his face and laughed. So, it is not Sarah who laugh. Abraham also laughed, both of them. That is why I say that. You can have unbelief yesterday, but you can pick faith tomorrow. Yes, sir. Right. It is not a permanent drop. Sarah laughed. Abraham laughed. Both of them laughed, but they picked up faith. Look at what he said. He laughed and said in his heart, shall a child be born unto him? That is a hundred years. So don't just condemn yourself for your doubt. Pick it up. A lot of people have preached and they are talking about the father. Abraham, Sarah laughed. Abraham also laughed. Yes, sir. It's <laughs> in between chapters. Abraham laughed in chapter 17. His wife laughed in chapter 18. There is no need to condemn yourself of your doubt. You can pick faith. Sure. If there is one of the greatest revelations I have seen in the Bible, that give me confidence, no matter the mistake you make, is that God doesn't consult people's past to determine their future. I say it doesn't matter. God will never consult your past. He will not give your future based on your past actions. It's cancer. That is why there are people God will bless you will be frustrated. That's why you can judge people God is blessing because it doesn't consult people's past. Capita will never preach at the day of Pentecost. Like Abraham will never have a child again. Like Sarah will never have a child again. Abraham was the father of faith, but he laughed. It's not Sarah alone that laughed. Abraham laughed. Pick confidence again and begin to run with it. Don't worry about your doubt yesterday. Pick it up today. 
That's why I keep preaching the faith. That's why I keep preaching the faith. Don't worry about the mistakes yesterday. That's why I say yesterday is a tomb. Tomorrow is a womb. Today is the greatest gift God has given to you. Don't stay in the tomb. Yesterday is a tomb. Tomorrow is a womb. Today is the greatest gift. It means that instead of staying yesterday, why tomorrow is a womb? Don't be thinking about tomorrow too much. Enjoy the gift of today. Once you are in a womb, it is not your responsibility. It is somebody's responsibility to push you. Just stay in the womb, cooler. And if your mother is making way, 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 he should wait till nine months. If you don't stay in the womb, you cannot be pushed. If you stay in the tomb, your case is closed. That is why God doesn't want you to live in the past. Everybody has a past. Whether your past is good or bad, forget it. Why? Because God has forgotten it. How do you know God forget people's past? Adam and Eve ate the fruit and God is still working in the garden to come and have fellowship with them. Where are you, Adam? If you want to say you're naked, say, who told you? Wait for me to tell you you are naked. So be careful the way you are judging people in church. Because what you remember, God don't remember. <laughs> what you remember about them, God don't remember. Don't judge your wife. What you remember, God doesn't remember. I'm telling you. Okay? Listen. I trust God and I pray always for God to preserve me. Hmm? I used to preach a certain message. And one day God told me something. He said, son, don't ever deceive yourself to think that. You are strong in the inside to resist a woman. It is my grace. Because some women are irresistible. So who are baby nakedness now he is not your equalizer. No matter how anointed you are, if the devil brings you Delilah, you forget your anointing. That's a woman. Eh? When they are bathed here and you see them, you forget you are a king. What is on Bathsheba? That David saw. So you know, the Lord showed me the secret of grace that cover people, that make them escape things, not because you are special, but God's grace. The way God created women, eh? He put something in them that a man needs. Not that he wants, he needs. That is why we are vulnerable in their hands. When God says a woman is a weaker vessel, he's not talking about the fact that the person is without strength or no strength. The word weaker, the King James Version used means complicated. Or, let me use another word, delicate. Why are they not weak? Because God said, I will make you a helpmate. If you are carrying something and somebody is coming to help you, either the person should be stronger than you or have the same strength as you. Does it sound like wisdom? If you are carrying this chair or something, and I say, God says somebody should come and help you. If God broke a weaker person, how will you carry it? So either the person has the same strength as you or is stronger than you. So the way weaker person does not mean without strength, it means delicate.
yanamakota kasaya nt t so far kuna ni so t so okay that is why when sarah pushed abraham and he went to the tent and hagar was lying down oh man forget his covenant And do you know what things happen? Yeah. If you read the Bible, eh, there are different things that happen to people. And so God has a reason for doing it. There is a reason why God permitted and wrote black and white the way David slept in Bathsheba. The way he put it there. The Bible says everything written in the past was written for our learning or admonition. So the reason why we are praying, we are fasting is that Jesus said, lead us not into temptation. Deliver us from evil. There are certain things in your mind you can't stand it. One of the things I fear is a woman. Not in a negative sense. Because they are too powerful. This thing I'm talking is a revelation. So what kind of Bible you are home? If you study the Bible well and you walk by revelation, you will not maltreat your wife. Maltreating your wife is like taking a cassava stick to go and hit a lion. Why did God tell you to love them? He's the one who created you. He's your manufacturer. The woman God gave it to you, he said, love her. And he didn't say he should love you. He said, you love her. So every marriage, a man's safety is in the way he loves his wife. That's all. Your safety in the marriage is in the way you have picked the revelation to love your wife. It means that she must not be stressful. She must not be confused. She must not be frustrated. You must not put her in the state. That is why make sure as a man you don't marry the wrong woman. So because even those who are not wrong, if this is their problem, and the one that is wrong, there is a scripture in the Bible. The Bible says it is better to dwell in the wilderness than living with a contentious and angry woman. It means that when woman, your wife is angry with you, go and live in Sahara Desert. Your life is safe. Hmm. <laughs> One of the greatest revelations God showed me in the Bible is that when you enter a woman, you are not in control of your life again. Who's hey. <laughs> And so God said that, only enter the one you have legally been given to. You have a bill to pay. God show me that the only woman whose lion side will not activate it 
whose lion side will not be activated is the one that called your wife. The word that shall not fornicate is bigger than the way you read it. Sex is not enjoyment, it's a spirit. Do you know what Apostle Paul said about sex? Do you know what he said? He said the two shall be one. It's a mystery. It means that nobody can decode it. A mystery is a hidden thing. Or say, the way of Bani Ben Messiah, God called them one. It's a mystery. <laughs> Congratulations. Continue. That is what I told you. I said, it's not every woman you enter. Number two, it's not every blood you share. I told you some people, they don't walk with their legs, they walk with their hands. No, your guests will say, I don't know about Jamai, you will be okay. They don't carry anything. They carry Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will run away some more and punish them and come back. I know Biano Tessa. You sleep with some get get away with it, they will be painful. But you know Bia. There are some women, when you enter them, unless they release you. It's a remote control. Stop, stop. Go, go. Fast forward. It means that you are No, this is the problem with Africa. That is why when you hear me say one of the cares of Africa is, is polygamy. Do you know why I said that? Polygamy is the curse of Africa. It means that no matter the blessing God gave to Solomon, it became a curse because of polygamy. Because, you see, when God created you, he didn't put anything in you that can handle two women. It is not in you. A tickle does not push articulator. No, a 17 ton articulator is on the way. Near Kofa, a Hyundai Atos, it doesn't work. It naturally, it doesn't work. Are you getting what I'm talking about? No, it doesn't work. I keep repeating, don't listen. I said, since God created the world, there is no voice that can stand in God's competition voice and we. No voice can compete with God and we. No, not a demon, not a devil, no, not any prophet, no nothing. The only voice that overcomes God's voice is a woman's voice. When God told Adam, don't eat the fruit, it is a voice of God. This is not reading Bible. He had God standing in front of him. So the way we are trying to see angels, some people, they were living with God. And God came that and God said, this is it. He created trees in the garden. Fruit different. And he said, eat, don't touch this one. Don't go, boy, don't go there. He said, Daddy, I hear. His wife came and said, Eat it. Adam didn't take the fruit. It is Eve that took the fruit and brought it to Adam and told him to eat it. When Adam was eating the fruit, God was here. Eve was here. He has to decide for what. When Abraham entered the tent, God said, Abraham, I will return. I will give you a son. Your wife is going to conceive. I am talking to you. In order for you to believe this thing, set us two altars, kill animals, circumcise yourself, 
the circumcision that you are doing with pain, it has sealed the covenant. Me, God, I will never turn back on my covenant. It means that God did everything to say, I will give you a child. Sarah said, why are you frustrated? Go to the tent. And you see, by the time Sarah spoke to Abraham, he has finished with Hagar. Hey, sit here, girl. I want you to do something for me. You know I love you. You know the way I take care of you. I give you my jewels. I give you everything. I want you to handle daddy for me. Tell me what? This night, daddy will come to your bedroom. When he come, he show him the star. This is all you have to do. Mm-hmm. He showed her. Innocent house help. So he finished with Hagar and told her. So by the time Abraham entered the tent, Hagar knew what to do. Because he has been trained. She was ready. She has been prepared. Abraham entered. At the time Abraham was entering, God was sitting in heaven. All the covenant was in his face. The woman's voice. Africa, man, You understand? You check the country that has made rigid laws to protect women, they prosper. If you go to the Western country, you can't beat your wife. Every country with a rigid law to protect women. At peace. Abraham went to the tent and slept with Hagar. A lot of mysteries about it. Number one. How did you know that the sperm that is not making you take a seed, it can let Hagar take a seed? She went in, slept with her. She became pregnant. The same woman that caused that thing say, suck them. You will say it's not fair. Now, the thing became a battle in the house. I don't want to see this bond woman and his son. Abraham said, what? You are the one who mastered this one. If I didn't do it, I didn't know. I'm not sure it started the first time. Maybe it was a pressure. And when the pressure came mounting, Abraham decided that, let me do this for peace. Maybe even thought that after when I do, maybe nothing will happen because God has told me you are the one who's supposed to give me a child. Let me just go and do this for peace. Now, the moment that he happened, let me tell you something. A man that you have entered a woman, whether he's your maid servant, he's the cleaner of your, your, your bathroom, the woman to enter is a missus. So, Hagar can wake up and still be cleaning the bathroom, but in his mind, so a man can sleep with his house girl or a woman that is helping them and the family is divided. So you see a lot of fightings in the house. You think, what has come on my husband? Something is rotating in the atmosphere. God came down one day when he saw them talking about a certain idea. Everybody was taught God is going to come and say, Sarah, you. I don't know why you did this thing that you did. 
keep quiet and let the guy say. God came. He didn't even go to Sarah. He said, Abraham, listen to her. Huh? Can Abraham say, Lord, is it you? He said, yes. Listen to her and suck them. Wow. Why? Because I want you to live. The woman that can let you sleep with his house, he can kill you. Mm. Let her go. Are you learning something? I am killing adultery. I'm killing fornication. I'm killing polygamy. Oh. Your wife can forgive you for sleeping with another woman, but it has not ended. You need grace. So, you need grace. She knows you are not a wizard, but he is a witch. These are mysteries in the kingdom. No, I'm not talking about church, church in my Righteousness is the duty. But a man in this church, they don't have any covenant with righteousness. They walk like righteous people. They dress like righteous people. They sing. Some of them are in the choir. Some of them are in the ushering. Some of them protocol. They are no human beings. Their beat is a snake. That's all. And when you are dumb and wasen, are you primary? I am in Sabaku, you only. Is a second kind of snake. Or primary is a black one, the poison. And Oni is a python. In the gunasi. Until your sperm is their food. That is why the power that is causing you to break through must be David's key. Because that one, his authority is unchallengeable. You cannot challenge the authority of the key of David. Anybody that carried anointing of ease in connection with the key of David, you can't kill the person. Amen. Everything shows David was supposed to die, but he didn't. The lion, the bear, Goliath. How can a man survive the president of your country and the army looking for you? One day, the whole president saw and the whole army was chasing one man. One day, the key of David got David to the place of the president. The national security, the presidential bodyguard, everybody was asleep. He cut his garment and he couldn't wake up. That is the way the key of David operates. Cut it. What will make you go to a president with all the aid he comes and cut his garment? If I went to David stood at the mountain, he told the commander that you must die because you didn't protect the king. Do you remember that story? He said, you must die. Didn't protect your boss. Could have killed him. And then my Bible moved. Oh. When you walk in Revelation, you walk with your chest out. This key I've given to you, I know where it will take you. I know. I know. From yesterday, I know that this said destiny has changed. This ministry has changed. And the people that follow me, their destiny has changed. Amen. I know also for the people that we hand over key, I know their life has changed. Amen. I know they will never be part of the negative statistics. Amen. I know where some of the key it will open wombs, yes. it will open married doors, Jesus. it will open visa doors, Jesus. academic doors, Fire. and you will prosper by favor. Amen. 
And the Lord give them favor. Two scriptures. Number one. Everybody say confidence. Listen, three scriptures. I will run over Hebrews chapter 3, verse 6. But Christ, as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if you hold fast the confidence, if you hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end, so hold the key firm unto the end. It doesn't matter the challenges that come. It doesn't matter the opposition. No, you are holding something. It means that between where the word came, let us go to the other side. The storm that came in the middle, don't give his attention. Focus on the other side. Because that is what God said. Bottom line. Because one of the devil's tricks is to let you forget what God told you he's taking you. I've given you the scriptures. I've given you all the scriptures you need to know, understand about the key of David. Everything has key. Even hell has keys. Jesus said, I'm here that living. I was dead. I'm alive forevermore. I have the keys. So hell keys is in the hands of Jesus. That is why people can have a vision that they say, Jesus took me to hell and took me to heaven. Because if you don't have the key, you can't have access. Look at verse number 14 of this scripture. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginning of our confidence, stay fast unto the end. We are made partakers. What is the partaker of Christ? Jesus Christ was rich, but for my sake, he became poor. That through his poverty, I might become rich. The Bible says, that prophetic word that came to you, that prophetic direction, hold on to it. Confidently. It means that in the midst of all the challenges that look like you are sinking, you'll be telling people, no, tomorrow will be brighter. Because you are hanging on to something. For we are made partakers of Christ. If you hold the beginning of our confidence unto the end, where should you hold it up to? You should hold it up to what? The end. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. Cast not therefore away your confidence. Don't cast it away. Do you know why God is saying this? Because situations will let you want to cast it away. Circumstance. Amen. Nothing challenge the prophetic word like when the prophetic word comes and everything is as if everything is working opposite it. Joseph said, in the vision, I saw the moon and the stars were bowing. How did I end up in prison? There are two things that God cannot have for you. He told Joshua, be strong and be very courageous. Be, be, be. When you see the word be, the responsibility is on you. God said that I can anoint you, I can bless you, but I cannot be courageous for you. What is courage? Moving forward in the midst of fear. It is a no-go area. But because God said go, you are going. And it doesn't matter. You don't think about your life. You don't think what will happen to you. You are going. Sometimes, in the work of faith, refusing to take risks is risk itself. It's a risk. Amen. Cast not therefore your confidence. It has a great recompense of reward. Look at the next verse. For you have need of patience. After you have done the will of God, you receive the promise. You have need of our patience. So, boy, with the key you are having, you need patience. Though the vision tell you, wait for it. Every vision does not speak at the beginning, speak at the end. Patience is the column or the pillar that carries the beams and the structure so that it will not fall down. So, patience is the career of your faith till manifestation comes. Patient. Patient does not mean wait for a long time. 
The word patient in agreement, behaving the same way in every circumstance. It does not mean wait for 100 years to come because you might not get to 100 years. It means that whether you are hearing good news or bad news, you are still confident in what God has said. So patience behaving the same way in every circumstance. Finally, Proverbs chapter 3 verse 26. For the Lord shall be thy confidence. Who shall be thy confidence? The Lord. The Lord. So the confidence of you alone, God shall be your confidence. Give me verse number 25 first. Be not afraid of a sudden fear, neither of a desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Don't, don't stay at home because of coronavirus. It is a trap of the devil. Amen. Be not afraid of a sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked. Give me the New Living Translation. I'm giving you a major scripture. I'm closing with this. You need not to be afraid of sudden disaster or distressing that comes upon the wicked. Come back to King James. Be not afraid. Be not afraid of a sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. Why? Because as for you, for the Lord shall be your confidence. And shall keep your food from being it's another word from being slept. If the Lord is your confidence, then it doesn't matter what comes and what goes. <laughs> you will run through a troop and you will live through a war. It doesn't matter. Maybe the story didn't go the way you were expecting it, but there is something called the dealings of God. Many are the plans in a man's heart, but it is the purpose of God or the counsel of the Lord that will prevail. Amen. The good, the bad, and the ugly is working for your good. Amen. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for two minutes. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.